Greetings, my friends, and welcome to Minute with Mark. This is the road show. I'm actually in the caddy, and we're on our way to Vegas from Phoenix. We have a live event this weekend, actually starting in just a few hours, at the Venetian. And I'm in the car with some homies who are full-time internet marketers, uh, newly full-time internet marketers, with some questions. And so yesterday, knowing we had this trip, I asked Stapleton and Tim Allwell to come up with some questions on taking their business to the next level. Tim, your best month is six grand, right? Yeah. So Tim has been working at kind of a tech company and started as an affiliate with us part, you know, like on the side, check out the internet marketing world, made some sales and has generated enough cash. Uh, He's a bachelor, so it, it works at six grand to pull away and quit his job. So now this is his first month full-time in Stapes. Last year was uh, popped like 30,000 total as a waiter. And then this last year, just about pushed six figures for the year as an internet marketer. So uh, it's pretty cool stuff. So if you are an internet marketer, if you want to be an internet marketer, if you're looking at being an internet marketer, if you are home-based, et cetera, et cetera, you're looking for extra leverage, extra pop, um, these questions may go in that direction. It may, I'm not, I don't know where the questions are going to go, but without further ado, let's go live. Stapes, you're up. We might yeah, surprise you with yeah. something. So Chris Stapleton here. So Mark, this is for you, of course, yep. right? Uh, in the online marketing space, there's always new innovation, technology enhancements, change happening in the way we sell our products and services. With that being said, what do you think is something that will always stay the same in our marketing and will never change? Got it. All right, so I think the thing that will always stay the same is the principles of instant response. Attention is the first thing people pay with. So they have to pay with attention before they pay with money. So attention is really the the gateway, the first domino on the effect to get a sale. And what I think the magic is, is that there's many acts of attention that the attention that can be entertaining, it can be valuable, but... Usually, we figured out years ago that it took about five hours of attention for someone to pay $5,000. It was an hour per thousand is what we learned. And this was across dozens of affiliates, dozens of case studies, where I interviewed buyers that just threw down a 5K. And I said, walk me through your process. And they said, well, first we clicked on an ad. And then we watched a, a little video. Then we attended a webinar. We spent 40 minutes on the phone with the affiliate, one-on-one. We attended a second webinar, and it averaged out to be about five hours. So I think no matter what, you know, technologies will come and go, and all they are is different forms of communication. We're never going to move out of communication. So just this week, I started the intention of getting into the virtual reality space because I think the day will come very soon where someone puts on their goggles and I'm right there in a video form, three-dimensional sharing. And we're going to be able to do masterminds where people will be sitting in a group of 10 from all over the world in a virtual reality space of our design. It could be a Hawaiian waterfall. It could be uh, just a custom, like we're going to be able to set a setting that is so off the chain And create 10-person masterminds for two hours that really feel as close to real as possible. So, big deal. It all comes back to attention and content. Value for the the buyer. So, it's never going to change. We have to provide 
a winnable solution or product or service or gadget or trick or software or whatever to the buyer. That's never going to go. So the forms are going to change and it'd be what we, we are wise to know the forms are going to change. And I want to be first. I like being first in our industry. I'm not, I'm never first cause I don't have the currently, I haven't had the cash to be first in reality, you know, virtual reality. Cause that's like Silicon Valley stuff. But in our niche, I want to, you know, I plan on being first in virtual reality, just like we were first in gamification, just like we were first on YouTube, actually. And so the technologies, I think it's key to keep your eye open to it, but realize at the end of the day, it's will people pay attention? Because if they will pay attention and you can try to do jumping jacks and, you know, set yourself on fire and jump off buildings to get attention, that's one thing and that's okay, but it pays a lot better to offer real verifiable, provable, um, socially proven solutions to people that expand their life, make them bigger, stronger, sexier, wealthier, happier, thinner, whatever it is they want. We got to provide those. Those are never going away. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I love it. Is that good? Yeah. Is that good out there in podcast land? Yeah, it's never going to change. It doesn't, it just doesn't matter. And I'm excited for all the future stuff, but I realize at the end of the day, it's gonna. It's the same old story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, that was good. Tim, you got something? Yeah. yeah. All right, fire. Passing that laptop to yeah. the back seat of the Cadillac. Cool. Mark, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. So my question for you is, what in your eyes do you feel like are the biggest challenges facing internet marketing leaders today? Well, I would I would frame it a little bit like, depending on the space of internet marketing, like the biggest challenge I have is disassociating with the industry while being a leader in it. Because <laughs> our industry is dirty. It's a dirty place. There's scammy. There's shitty products. It's just dog shit, and it's a little embarrassing. So the biggest challenge is to be in it but not of it. But that's the gospel. The, you know, Christ says, be in the world but not of the world. So it doesn't matter what industry. You go into law, have fun. It's it's terribly overcharged. It's manipulative. It's uh, Law is dirty. Every industry has dirt. So I think the key, it, that answers of everything. Be in that industry, but not of that industry. Right? So I think, you know, like restaurants, everything. Every industry is ugly. Yeah. Every industry is dirty. This is earth, okay? Not heaven, earth. And so I think the key, the big, the big challenge is can you not succumb to some of the BS and fall for some of the tricks that cause people to pay more money for shit? And that, I think that, I think that's always going to be the thing. Can you keep your integrity? Um, and you don't get to answer yes and it's a permanent answer. You get to test that answer every, every week, every month. Right, so I think the real challenge is to will always be can I innovate and bring extra clarity and extra value to my marketing, to my products, to my messages, and uh, and just not not fall trapped to that world. But case in point, in travel, years ago, I haven't shared this on the podcast yet. Years ago, the um, one of the top, if not the top, call center in the country that was selling um, vacation memberships reached out to me and said, can we use you as our, basically our name and our face? 
and it, and it was literally like this guy. It was just right off a movie. It was northeast coast, like real assholey, just kind of like, oh, we will make so much. Ba-. It was just slimy. It was just like so stereotypical. Call center, just gross. Everything about it was gross, right? And I said, well, I'm open to it. I said, let me fly to. I won't even name the city. I said, let me fly to the city and just spend a day in the phone room. And I just want to be able to tap into every sales guy's message. And I want to hear what's being pitched. Then, as I mentioned that, then he started going down a path of, well, maybe we shouldn't use your real name. Maybe we should have just your persona. Basically, because my guys are going to lie their teeth off to make sales. People will see you and yourself and your way and trust that intrinsically and will exploit it. So let's not use your real name. That wasn't what was said, but that's what was meant. And so, and I'm not playing like moral champion. I think that would have been a decimating decision to my career. So don't don't hear what I'm not saying here. I'm not saying, well, I have such integrity, so I chose the high road instead of money. No, I actually believe I chose money by not saying yes to that because that would have burned my reputation to the freaking ground. Are you kidding me? So anyway, um, I'm not sure where I'm even going with this. But it's the challenge of to not bite that forbidden apple. Right. It's just the challenge. So I think that it will always be the challenge is to, from a leader, to be in that industry around those sharks and swim with them and not be eaten and not become them either. I think that's, that's the order. But the other thing is, you know, that sounds more negative than it is. As I've climbed and gotten bigger and better and my career's evolved, people who are the most powerful and the best are the highest. Every time I go higher, I find more integrity. So at the lower levels, you know, millions and stuff, like low millions, you'll find some like dweeby little scrub slimers, but you can't operate very high at a high, high level without shocking integrity. Like integrity that would unnerve a person. That would just like, what did that just happen? Well, even case in point, I was just sharing about a particular possible partner for, not a partner, but in a, um, a company that I have that's offline who's looking to take a major leadership position. And I was just sharing this in the car a second ago. And he was telling me about a prospective prospect. And these are big, like these, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake here. And he mentioned, well, I have this prospective client. Well, I kind of assumed that I knew who that client was, but this particular person wasn't telling me the name because he thought I might go and steal that sale personally. And so at that level, what I'll have a conversation with him next week, which I was talking about, is just saying, and, I, and I'm assuming that that's why he said prospective client instead of the name of the guy. But and I can't validate that. Maybe he had a confidential promise that he wouldn't share. Who he, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to have a conversation with that potential affiliate and say, you know, if, if you think I'm capable of stealing a sale, just, I'm not saying I'm not, but I'm just saying if you think I'm capable this will, it will not, cannot, and I'm not going to be a part of it. And I'm not asking for trust, but if you don't have trust, 
you're not going to fit this culture because the trust has to be con like not even full tilt at a level of trust that is total and complete. Like you have to completely like, trust has to be fully operative. And if you doubt my motive at any level, then it's just not a fit. It's not that I'm not even saying he's wrong. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying. So as you climb up high, like the tightness and how integrity just means no cracks. So integrity is an old word that means refined by sunlight. So if you were to take a water jar and look it up in the sunlight, does it have a crack? You put water in it. If it cracks, it lacks integrity. So integrity just means you have cracks and all of us lack integrity somewhere. We're all have little cracks here and there. None of us are on, none of us are in that space yet. But that's what I'm saying as you go higher, like the low, low lower level uh, operations would be like, ah, it's, you know, I don't blame you. Like you gotta get, you gotta get what you gotta get, you know? And so, yeah, you know, you gotta look out for number one, you know, it's shit like that. And that's just loser vibes. So was there any value in any of that? Yeah, value. Okay. Yeah, a ton of value. Stapes hit me. Cool. All right. So you've sold over 20 million now in the past six years or so online. What do you think has been the number one characteristic or number one asset, the, the biggest needle mover in hitting those 20 million? What do you think is the characteristic behind that? What, what do you think has been the big driver to hit that? Just one thing. Um, well, I think it's the fulcrum. I've talked about the portal, right? So as a listener, I'm going to try to paint this in an audio way. But you take on the left side of your picture, you have a small stick man, right? Small stick person. Then you have a portal. So it's like a pizza slice. That's the small side is pointing towards the stick person. And on the other side of the pizza slice, the portal, that person is bigger. They're 10 times bigger. They're happier. They're stronger. They're wealthier. They're more socially connected. They're more confident. They're wiser. They're richer. All of it. I've, I've made uh, my attempt at my career has been to provide portals so that somebody on that side can go through the portal, through the purchase, the gateway to the portals, the purchase, and then come out on the other side, more of what they wanted to be anyway. So they already, you know, I'm giving you a lot of answer here, but the person's already committed, pre-committed to being that person. So I'm not showing up to a blank slate and all of a sudden magic's happening. These people are pre-converted to becoming that. Then they go looking and searching and find me and my products. And then they come out on the other side and all of a sudden they've taken, you know, two trips to cool places and all of a sudden they've started reading more and all of a sudden their marriage might be a little better or all of a sudden they have dropped 30 pounds or whatever the whatever the product or the purpose or whatever it is but i think the real secret is the portal but it's not the portal it's the vision of this is who you are now this is who you want to become and if you this is what we offer and it's a blueprint to get you to this other side do you know what i'm saying like you take a limitless player pre-limitless they are whoever they are they go through the portal of limitless and it's a it's almost foolproof they're more connected they have higher level friends they are by and large stronger like physically by and large their constitution mentally is stronger by and large you know just like they have more savings 
They have more investments. They have more peace of mind. They, just on and on and on it goes. It's a proven portal. So then you got people on the other side of the portal telling people who are on the other side of the portal, like, hey, you got to try this out. And then, so those are all like the features of the game. I don't know this might be a loaded question, but right. how do you create that portal? Well, you can find them as an okay. affiliate. Like, I just found the travel membership. I didn't right. create it. I created the marketing and the telling of it. Um, if you look at our retirement stuff, I didn't create that. I just found it and learned to tell the story in a way that was less confusing and cleaner than other people tell it and processed it. So I think a lot of it is creating a really elegant experience that's fun. It's a UI, user experience. Everything is user experience. So how does the user experience your product? So I think you can find products, you can make products. I've, I've made, like Solomon is just a, an outflow of my heart, right? I use these principles and thoughts to take my business from you know qualifying for welfare to millions. And so that's just an outflowing of my heart. That's easy. Um, ultra reading, I just love reading, created a system for it. Shared it with a few people who are like, oh my gosh, this is great, you should share this with more people. Made, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think there's an openness too of abundance for me. And openness to abundance is a very, it's a very, it's a commitment. It's not a thing. It's a commitment in that it's like I was saying earlier, and this will be taken out of context probably. It deserves a lot more frame than I'm going to give it. But we, I was talking about middle-class mindset and how middle-class mindset is a, it's a religion that this is what's right. More is too much. Less is ridiculous. Middle class is the way, it's appropriate, it's practical, it's proper, it's ethical, it's moral, and it's a a religion, it's a belief. There may not be a worship direct of something like a god or anything there, but it's it's a cast of mind. Abundance is a different form of living, it's a different philosophy. And so I have looked at, there can, I can skyrocket a income next to another income and make that income bigger and have it not eat into my life. I, it's a belief. It's religious. I believe in abundance. I believe in stacking multiple streams of ideas that don't necessarily need to connect. And I believe it. And, and part of that belief is modeling. I looked at Richard Branson. He has had 300 different companies. These are 300 product lines with vast product lines within the companies, 300. Once I heard that, I thought to myself, well, maybe I can pull off a second stream. Maybe I could add a third. But it was my mindset. In middle class, you have a job and maybe a side hustle, right? And if you're middle class, big deal. Who cares? Again, don't take this out of context. It's the the cast of thinking. So I think what's really made it possible is I, I have, I believe... I believe that I'm made in the image of God, and I believe He is an abundant creator with multiple diverse projects going on. And He manages a massive family and does it with amazing effectiveness. And I think as in His image, I think I can pull off, you know, a few streams of income and a few million bucks. But it's, it's who's your leader? Who are you looking to? Who's your models? You know what I mean? Like, and again, the middle class mindset is, well, my uncle makes some money and that's their whole model is based on their uncle and their buddy at work. 
Now contrast that to the model that I described of God, which is this infinite, all-knowing, all-powerful, enormously communal, gigantic superfather over the galaxy, <laughs> who can create in all padillas and all, you know, palettes. I, just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's a guide and a and a real role model for me. That's different than Uncle Joe. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. food for thought. Man. Awesome. Right. We're getting yeah, somewhere. It's kind of. Yeah, uh, this is this is any value? Yeah, I don't know. This is awesome. Good stuff. Uh, so, Mark, my question for you now is: What are the most important and disciplined habits that you exercise daily that has led to you building your your internet empire? You know, I don't have many daily habits currently. You know, I just. Or do I, Matt? Like what? Your machine. Well, I mean, yeah, I do a lot of health habits. I prime. I prime. Well, Matt, you tell me. You know my life. Well, that's the catch. I think a lot of your health habits actually contribute to your business yeah. productivity. I think yeah. your morning lights on, your morning, um, just like your food, how you careful and precise you are with what you are to eat to prime your brain before using your uh, NASA Space Jam machine to uh, <laughs> I have a couple I have a couple strange things oh, okay. yeah, I go walks I go a walk every day before I ever dive in and it's pure visualization of the account yeah it's probably 15 20 minutes um, I, I work out at some level every day almost every day um, I read constantly ferociously just Pretty, An hour, two hours? It can depend. Like some days I'll wake up and I'll hear about a book. I'll go buy the book and read the book in the cigar bar for three hours and be done. And then I'll work. And, but, you know, and so that's not probably the most conducive thing to money and building business. But it was my dream. Like I made, I wrote down hundreds, hundreds, boys, of reasons to become wealthy. Not, I did, I want to get out of debt. Not, well, I want to live in the sun. Hundreds. And one of them was I want to be able to buy a book. I want to be able to buy books. Like, that was one of my reasons. And I want to be able to have the time to just chill and read books. It's one of my things. It's a hobby to me. Now, my hobby translates into money. It translates into courses. Yada, yada, yada. On it goes. But, yeah, I might do that on a day. But I I think the psychological habit is... I now and this is natural, so I don't even like judge people who give up because I don't have it in me. I just don't have like I can't locate where giving up is in me, or I would have give up like a thousand times. I just don't have like I can't find. I I don't and that this is just a de- genetic thing. I, I don't think I'm causing this. I think it's just part of who I am. I just don't have stop. It's just not there. And a lot of people just have a real easy stop point. Now, my only excuse is to say maybe I just have a different location of a stop point. I just haven't found it. So, like, if I have a down time, my down time, like if I'm feeling depressed or uh, doubtful that I can pull it off or, you know, have moments of doubt, fleeting thoughts of this or that, like, they, they just don't last more than an hour, max, maybe 20 minutes. Like, my mind just, it's so buoyant. And it has since I was a kid, though. Since I was just, like, elementary school. So this isn't something you learned. No, no. So I think, 
part of it is learning who you are. And I think around, for me, it's around 35, I started figuring out that, you know what, this isn't like self-made man stuff. This is like recognition stuff. This is how I roll. Quit fighting it. Right. This is how I roll. Be it. Roll with it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think a lot of the breakthrough is to have somebody just go, not not to look at a superstar and go, oh, I got to be just like her. I got to be just like him. They do this, I got to do this. They do that, I got to do that. It's kind of like you look at different people for models and inspiration and insights. And then you go, I am me and I am going for 120000 this year. And that's good enough. And then it might be, I'm me and I'm going to, I think we can do $10 million this year and roll with it. And it's just different seasons call for different things. And I'm just kind of rambling over here. Any value? Yeah, yeah. All right. Stapes, you want to wrap it up with a question? Yeah, I've got one more for you. So when it comes to business, marketing, sales, the whole gamut, who do you think is the one person, one teacher or mentor that has impacted you the most? And what did you learn? Yeah. Um, That's a super loaded question. I know you have a lot of teachers. I'm going to throw a wild card answer on this one because I think it'll be a better serving answer myself Mm. and I think that is a principle that whoever's listening if you were to just go to the mirror and say I'm teaching I'm the one that's choosing that book to read and I'm the one that's taking it by the horns and running with it like that's that's me I'm the one deciding what to do and sure there's influences and sure there's trends and sure there's lucky breaks and providence and stuff but at the end of the day like it's the man in the mirror kind of thing and so it would just be giving way too much credit to anybody yeah. to to say anything else and that's why um just the other day somebody i made a comment about somebody and the person listening to me said well mark that's you like they do that because of you like you taught them that and i said that information's available to anybody on the planet. They purchased it. They bought it. They acted on it. That's them. Do not confuse them. Do not think for a second that's me. They chose me. They listened. And they could have chose anybody. Like, it doesn't matter, but it's them at the end of the day. And so I think once you... Because then you can stop looking for the guru to save you because he's not coming. She's not showing up. I swear to God, no one is showing up for you. I just promise they're not showing up. And when you get rid of that belief waiting for some freaking thing, all of a sudden, you now you're actually empowered. And now guess what happens? People show up. And they show up big. Amazing things start showing up. Coincidences that you could only point to a set of laws that are bigger than anything natural. But that's when you take as much responsibility as you can. Okay, I'm getting a little fired up today. Holy crap, let's get out of here. Minute with Mark, calling a wrap. Love you guys.